0: Welcome back to From the Bridge. I'm the captain, Rick Jones. We had promised you a couple of episodes on change, but it turned out that both of my guests can't make it. So I'm going to combine those two episodes into one episode today, and you only got me today. You don't have a guest angler. You just got me for uh, talking a little bit about change. So we will do that today. Um, We're going to discuss... um, the need for change from the soapbox. Uh, and we're also going to talk about a change of scenery that led me to, to a new place to eat on the road with Rick. So even though I don't have a guest angler, don't change the channel. Let's start now from the bridge. Change. Wow, it's a word a lot of us don't don't like. Um, I'm one of these guys that does like change. I, I feel like it helps you grow um, because change is inevitable. Uh, Sam Cooke wrote and recorded a song in the early 1960s called A Change Is Gonna Come, which became the anthem for the Civil Rights Movement. Well, if you haven't noticed all the changes out there, then you must have been living the past two years on a desert island. Each and every day we are seeing that indeed a change is going to come. So what's changing? Well, how about most everything? We finally come to the recognition that race relations is at a pivotal point and that all of God's created people have value and all people deserve respect and should have equal rights and opportunities regardless of race, creed, sex, sexual orientation or their birthplace. We've also finally realized that women have been treated as second-class citizens and have not had the same exact opportunities as men. And that they too often have to suffer sexual harassment, or even much worse, usually from men who think they are simply too powerful to be stopped. Like what recently happened with the National Women's Professional Soccer League. We're seeing that many people are questioning the nobility of work because they don't receive a fair wage for what they do. We're seeing that our greed has led to offshoring of key manufacturing of products overseas, especially in China, that has led to consequential supply chain issues, which may be with us for decades to come. I went to the grocery store over the weekend, and I can't tell how many things weren't on shelves. We don't have a lot of stuff. I would hate to be... a mom and dad buying for Christmas toys this year because I'm not sure how many toys are going to actually make it into our country. We now accept that college athletes deserve to be paid for the millions of dollars they produce for colleges and universities and media partners and others in the collegiate sports ecosystem. Lots of changes. But really, what hasn't changed? Fans. Fans haven't changed, even though... We record this in advance. The other night at the Ole uh, Miss-Tennessee game, we saw the worst fan behavior I think I've ever seen in my life where fans disagreed with a call and pelted the opposing team and cheerleaders with things from the stands that could have hurt if not killed someone. You know, I did worry that fans were not going to return to college football, and I was wrong. We've seen record numbers. Our ESPN events, college football tailgate tour, had seen record crowds at the Georgia-Clemson game, at the Arkansas-Texas game, and at the Florida-Alabama game, just to name a few. I was worried about how baby boomers, my generation, would respond not only to the concerns about health safety and the Delta variant of COVID-19, but also how they would react to NIL, transfer portal, the athletes' reactions to social issues, and other things. Would they actually come back or simply watch from their man caves? Turns out I had nothing to worry about as this generation, my generation, has flocked back to college football games. But the question is, will basketball be different when we move back inside, indoors? I also worried, rightly it turns out, about the music industry. I knew people were ready to get back to live music, but was correctly worried that there were simply too many artists trying to tour at the same time, and that there's only so much disposable income out there coming out of the pandemic. There have been many concerts canceled, not because of the Delta variant, as they've said, but because they've sold very few tickets. But ultimately, while fans are resilient, they have and will continue to change their behaviors. Smart marketers will spend a lot more time talking with fans before planning how to exploit them. For today's show, I went back to an oldie or goodie song. As I've told y'all in the past, I love to listen to songs when I write my podcast. Today, I went back to Bonnie Raitt's Grammy Award-winning album, Nick of Time. The title song is still my favorite. I found love, love in the nick of time. But that there's unfortunately another set of lyrics in the song that I can relate to even more today. The lyrics go, I see my folks are getting on and I watch their bodies change. I know they see the same in me and it makes us both feel strange. At 67, I can literally see my body change and not for the better. Change is inevitable, but how you respond to change, well, that's another story. It's been interesting to watch how organizations and individuals have changed during the pandemic and coming out of the crisis. As you all know, we work significantly in college athletics. It's been fascinating to watch all of these changes. Firstly, as we've discussed before, We saw Oklahoma and Texas decide to go to the Southeastern Conference, and it caught everyone off guard. Then you had three American Athletic Conference teams decide to go to the Big 12. Now we watch to see who will leave their conference and go to the American. And the trickle-down continues. We've also seen Belmont leave for the Missouri Valley and other smaller schools also on the move. So the question is... Is the grass always greener? Is change always good? Well, I know this. Nebraska and Maryland both went to the Big Ten, and I don't think it's worked out for either one of them. Nebraska is going to continue to struggle to recruit players out of the state of Texas. Long time, a pipeline for them. Because they could tell during that era, parents, that they would be down in Texas playing three, four, five games a year, and you could see your kids play. Not anymore. And how about Maryland? They could probably be winning the Atlantic Coast Conference this year, and yet they're stuck in last place in the Big Ten. Is the grass greener? Only time will tell. It's also been fascinating to watch how constituents have reacted to these changes. I went to the Texas-Arkansas game, as I mentioned earlier, and on that day, both sets of fans were chanting SEC, SEC. Then we saw game day at Texas and Oklahoma, and they did the same. But we're seeing significant distrust now. Friends, colleagues are no longer speaking to one another. They're talking out of both sides of their mouths. They're protecting their turf we're gonna talk about NIL in our next show, which is a whole nother set of changes. In a recent sports uh, scout sports and entertainment survey, uh, we've seen that there's significant age differences in the reaction to NIL. People under 40 have said, of course, they should get paid. And people over 40 have said, they shouldn't. Some schools have leaped in. Again, next week as we examine NIL, We're going to have my friend Wesley Haynes here to discuss his company and how they're helping schools navigate NIL. Other schools are in a wait-and-see mode. Most everyone is waiting on the federal government for NIL legislation. I'm reminded of the great quote by Ronald Reagan, who once said, the scariest sound in America is for someone to show up and say, hello, I'm from the federal government, and I'm here to help you and yet we are looking to the federal government to fix NIL. Some schools and conferences are looking at new revenue streams, new models, and new ways to do business. Some unfortunately seem to be in denial that things will stay the same and rebound as before. I have two words for them, good luck, and I'll remind them that luck is not a strategy. Marketers sometimes lie to themselves by saying that they create avalanches, that they create change. Society creates avalanches. Society creates change. Just smart marketers can snowboard them better. So here are a couple of them that are here to stay. Number one, diversity, equality, and inclusion is here to stay. It's not going away. And smart marketers are going to look at a way to positively exploit that. Secondly, the 50th anniversary of Title IX in 2022 is a landmark occasion that's going to help even more women get equality in everything that they're doing. Change. Some of it's good, some of it's not. I'll let you be the judge from the bridge. Let's give you yet another view of mine from up on the old soapbox. You heard me quote today Bonnie Raitt's song, Nick of Time, earlier in the program, about how our bodies will change. Well, a few years ago, when he was 88 years old, Clint Eastwood played a round of golf with Toby Keith. And after their round of golf, Toby said, Clint, what are you going to do tomorrow? And he said, I'm going to go start another motion picture. And Toby was like, my God, he's 88 years old. How does he do this? So he asked Clint, how do you get any energy? How do you continue to do the things that you do? And Clint said simply, I just don't let the old man in. Toby loved that line and went and wrote a song about that. I like that attitude. And I don't plan to let the old man in either. And that's my view from the soapbox. It's time to get back on the road with Rick. I recently watched the Texas-Oklahoma game from the fairgrounds in Dallas, Texas. They play that game every year at the old Cotton Bowl with 50% of the crowd there for Texas and 50% for Oklahoma. If you watch that game it was an incredible college football game. I have never been to that game live, and it's definitely on my bucket list, but I have been to the State Fair of Texas, and it's incredible, especially the food. You can get pretty much anything you want, but what you want is a Fletcher's hand dipped corn dog and a fresh squeezed lemonade. I love corn dogs, and these are simply the very best. Squeeze some mustard on your corn dog for maximum flavor. Texas, Oklahoma, at the State Fair of Texas, with a Fletcher's corn dog and a lemonade. On the road with Rick. Now that's good eating. I hope you uh, enjoyed our show today. I'm sorry we didn't have any guests and you just had to put up with me, but I hope we were able to get you to um, think about change, changing your life, changing your business what things you need to change and what things you need to keep. I hope we'll see you back here next week from the bridge.